This is a production of KMmedia.pro. Welcome back to Positive Talk Radio. Our goal is simple, to explore evolving ideas one conversation at a time. So come on over into our world. I know you'll like it, because on today's show... This is why we live in the great Northwest. When we have days like this, the, cl- the clouds are gone. It's nice and warm. Uh, the air is clear. It's a beautiful day to be here in Seattle. And, and I'd like to thank Nathan for bringing, making it all possible. Nathan, how are you? I am doing well, Kevin. And I really wish I could just reach over and grab that other camera right now for those on the video feed with Facebook and YouTube under Positive Talk Radio and KKNW and give you a little snapshot of what's going outside westbound from our building out the window overseeing Mercer Island and the Seattle skyline with beautiful snow-capped Olympics right behind it. It is, I have to tell you, whenever we go to the uh, studio, which is located in Factory on the fifth floor of a beautiful building, everybody falls in love with the view. Everybody does. And today is the epitome of that view i must say yeah, indeed indeed well it's either that you. or an evening when there's a sunset with like popcorn type clouds and you see like little orange specks in the sky under like dark blue skies that's another really good one too oh yeah well now sometimes um i've been there when we've had either a, a great big hawk or a bald eagle fly by Ooh, and my last uh, probably good memory of seeing over Seattle, too. I don't know why we're talking about this. We're so- talking about something much better later in the show. But, <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, uh, one time I was looking over Seattle, and it was a kind of a cloudy day, but there was just a little opening in the clouds right above Seattle. So you can see like those heavenly rays as they come through the clouds onto the earth right over Seattle. So it's like Seattle had its own spotlight right over it. Oh, that's that's really cool, and and Seattle deserves to have that. We've got a few problems, but we can fix them over time. And uh, it's it's a great place to live. I wouldn't live anywhere else. I was talking with a gal yesterday who is in Florida, and um, she reached out to her leg and said, "What bit me?" And so <laughs> she's like, "Just like if the things are here and they bite you and all that kind." Of, and so I'm very happy to live in the in the great Northwest where. We don't have uh, alligators and snakes and all that kind of good stuff. <laughs> we could leave it, be living in Florida or Australia at that point. Yeah, exactly. I would not want to go there. And uh, But today we've got a great show for you, and we are going to dissect Nathan and talk about sex. No, I'm kidding. No, <laughs> no I'm not. Yes, I am. No, I'm not. Uh, we're <laughs> Amy Culler is with us, and she is a uh, uh, certified um, um, therapist, and she's an intimacy coach. And she works with uh, couples and people to try and help them. Um, you know, I was thinking about this before we began, Amy, and it's like this is one of those topics that every, it's on everybody's mind, but nobody wants to talk about it. Oh. Um, make it easy. <laughs> that's, my, that's my job is I make it easy and not scary so that people can talk about it easily and we don't talk about because it's private it is it is but well unless you you turn on the tv and you've got all kinds of ed ads and all see all these other things that are out there today and 
and mm-hmm. it really is it 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 changes years ago when i was younger years ago you never had those kind of uh commercials about about dysfunction and sexuality and all that kind of stuff but but i'm glad that we're opening up to it now because i think it's a really important topic for couples to be um able to discuss certainly with one another but uh, sometimes it doesn't quite work that way does it Right. And also I wrote down because you said ED ads. So we should talk about that. Why are there all these ED ads and what really is the problem? Well, according to them, all you need to do is take a pill and you're going to be just fine. Uh, But actually what I say, just just sharing, because I have a lot of sayings. One of them is uh, pills, pumps and injections are not a cure for a lack of intimacy, skills or experience. That's a good saying and, right there. Uh-huh. And it's true. Then the other thing that I say that I want people with, you know, ED specifically, which is why I am me, to know is that it doesn't take an erection to be a great lover. And I can prove it in one word. Lesbians. <laughs> yes, indeed. Well, you know, I... I, I I take it upon myself to not get involved in anybody else's bedroom stuff. And so I would have no idea about that, but that's okay. That's what I do, but that's exactly what I like to do. <laughs> I, know, I know. And uh, you are, you're located in uh, north of us in Vancouver, aren't you? I'm located in Vancouver, but I work with clients all over the world. Yes. Mm-hmm. I have clients in, in the United Arab Emirates, which is fascinating because they don't even allow therapists there. They don't and even allow sex there. What, what do you <laughs> Actually, they do. They're very intimate with their partners. It's it's very relational. Oh, That's no. the difference. That it's very, very relational. Well, that and we should talk about that a little bit because right. you know, a lot of yeah. us are in relationships that are not really particularly relational. Mm-hmm. Right. And I found, I found it difficult to find support as a, and when I was in a relationship looking for support, I found it difficult to find support because I even found the people that I was going to for relationship support telling me to look outside my relationship or to open my relationship or that I should leave my relationship and if that was what I wanted, I would have been there looking for support. Well, and I love your approach because mm-hmm. I don't know if people know this, but one of the most important, I'm not even sure you know this, Amy, but one of the most important days of the United States calendar happened yesterday, second ten, second only to today, which is also a very important day. You know what it is? No. no. It's the NFL draft. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that brings me to one of the great questions we got to bring up today. That's hysterical. That's awesome. I should know this. <laughs> well, our husbands. Exactly. <laughs> when your husband disappears into his man cave for several hours and you hear him in there going, oh, God, I can't believe they picked that guy um, and or whatever. And this is a very, especially if you live in Seattle, the Seattle Seahawks oh, have, have got some great picks this year. And, and they picked a couple of really cool dudes yesterday and they've got more to do today and, and stuff. So this is, um, and this is a preference for all of the fall and the teamwork that goes into um, 
putting together an NFL team. And you like to talk in terms of sports metaphors as far as um, your intimacy coaching, don't you? I do. I coach couples like intimacy teams. So we get into a relationship, an intimate relationship, and then we stop practicing love. So what I say is you're going to learn to love and be loved by practicing being lovers together. I just want to say really quick, if you want a good sport, and it's questionable to some people if it's a sport or not, but to relate intimacy with, go with pool or billiards. Billiards. Yes. There's a lot of references you can use with that. And that's coming from a pool player himself. Oh, really? Give us a reference. Give us Uh, one. There's names for stuff in billiards, which relate to certain things <laughs> oh, there's, there's, let's see there's there's a stick uh, and and there's a ball and there is a um, um oh. what do they call it a pocket yes oh a pocket and that's where, that's where the, that's where the, the stick hits the ball into another ball and hits it into the pocket Right, that would be the mechanics. That would be great mechanics. What's what's different though about I love all of those. People even send me those about golf and, and all kinds of sports. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> but what I literally say is as a relationship, you're trying to get to the love your man stage. We get into you get into the love your man stage. So in a relationship, man. love your man. So it's picture a team, picture the Seahawks. Even after, I, I don't know them. So even after a bad game, I'm sure they've had them. Oh. <laughs> and they got spanked. Even after that, they're leaving the field and they're still going, love you, man. <laughs> huh? They're not, they, they hit a foul. They don't go, oh, that's it. Oh, my God. My team is never going to want to see me again. They're going to have to, we're going to break up. They don't do that. They have that security. They know, they trust. That even when they make a foul, even when they have a loss, they're still part of the team. Your teammates are still there with them. That's that's the love you man stage. Exactly, and and that is you know one of the things that I have talked about before, which I really would hope that we as a society get to. Have you have you gone to a football game? Have I been to a football game? Yes. Yes, I mostly watch the audience, though. I'm 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 not. <laughs> well, see, that's that's what I'm focusing on because oh. in Seattle. We have a stadium, and it seats like 62,000 people. And everybody gets dressed up, and they put on makeup, and they put on clothes, and they are all together in this stadium. And there's 62,000 strong that are cheering for their Seahawks. And they are kind to each other. They're generally polite unless they've had too much beer. And uh, and they uh, work together. Um, and then when the Seahawks score, they all stand up and cheer and high five and hug each other. And and then the game ends and they go into the parking lots and they are what they were before they went into the game, which is uh, ruthless and trying to get out of there. And they're not nice to each other anymore. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, it's really it, interesting. So, so even that, so even for that moment that they were all on the same side, they were on the same page. They all felt like they were in it together. They're a family. And then they leave there and they face the outside world. But for at least that moment, they had that feeling. 
I keep hoping that we can take that moment and morph it into a way of being for all of us to recognize that we're all together in this. We're all one and we all deserve to be kind to each other and to take care of each other. And I can't think of a better way to do that. And, and, you know, have you heard the expression? I'm sure you have love starts at home. I think that's beautiful. Home base, baby. That's what I call it. Home base. That's why I literally love, I love what I do because I help people practice love. And that's literally what I say in the space of their own home. That's also why I love being able to do this on the internet because before they used to have come to my office, then they were practicing it, not at home. They were coming to my office and then they needed a tune up. So they'd come back to my office. Now, even if they need a tune up, they're doing it in their own home. So it changes the feeling in their home. They're not then going home, just like you said. They're not going back to the parking lot, back to the way they were before. Since they're practicing it in their home, it affects not only them, but their kids. And you know what I call kids? Your fans, because I teach, I coach like a team. So if you're a couple and you're a team, your kids are your fans. I Mm -hmm. couldn't agree more. Yeah, they I mean, see if you're winning or losing, but they don't really see the stuff that goes on behind the curtain. <laughs> <laughs> well, they don't. <laughs> well, actually, actually, actually you, you get, you'll get a lot of, oh, dad, stop it. That's just gross. Um, if you know, <laughs> with, but the, the kids, they don't get it. But in any event, um, I would like to open up the phone lines today. Uh, you've been on the show before and you're, you are delightful and you're very plain spoken and, uh, you really can provide some encouragement, some hope and some help to people who mm-hmm. need it. And, uh, so if you'd like to give us a call, Nathan's going to give you the phone numbers if he's still here. Yes, I am. And our phone numbers are 425-373-5527, or we got a toll free line for Western Washington. That's 1-888-298-5569. Again, 425-373-5527 or toll free at 1-888-298-5569. And remember, just... We're on AM radio, so if you have a question, just remember to keep it decent so we don't have to (laughs) kick you off. Yeah, and we would hate to have you go, you know, I was talking to my wife and she grabbed my... It's the birds and and the bees, not the other one. Yes, and and, uh, you just... And if you're going to use a... um, um, and Nathan, correct me if I'm wrong, but if you can, if you're going to use a private part name, it needs to be the official one. Yes, right? the official official medical term. I like official. It's the official okay. term. <laughs> I do too. That's that's very good. So if you want to give us a call, please. You can give us a call anytime during the show. Four two five three seven three five five two seven, and we'll hook you up with Amy um, because she is very so very good, so to speak. Well, so to speak, yeah. Uh, metaphorically, <laughs> we'll 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 have you talk to her about uh, some of the issues that that you have. Now, I did have some questions for you, though. Answer me. Question me. I would I would love to, um, and I've always wondered about this um, because you you know you you get into a relationship and then you're um, engaged and everybody's excited and then you get married and you have a wonderful wedding day and and then you uh set up your house and that's exciting and you put everything together and and then you may have a kid or two and and you grow a little bit older and um at one point in time some of us uh stop having sex 
at all. Um, mm-hmm. Can you help somebody that is in a, what they would term, quote unquote, a sexless, sexless relationship? That's the exact question I have written too. If you're in a sexless relationship, where do you start? And that is my biggest passion is helping sexless relationships because uh, I will share this, that even people who have sex regularly will sometimes feel like they're in a sexless relationship. And and I'm just sharing that because even my TED talk, I talk about Kevin and and, uh, Jackie and how they were having sex once a week. And they are, they're based on a couple of my, you know, real clients because even couples who have sex once a week will can still feel like they're in a sexless relationship because they're not getting the intimacy, the satisfaction that they're wanting. They'll, they might fall into a rut. So I'm going to share with you that yes. And it's, I also want people to know that if this is happening to you, if you're finding yourself in a sexless relationship, my goodness, you're not alone. And it would... <sighs> Avoiding the highly addictive nature of sex. Okay. It would be really hard to keep it alive if you didn't have a plan and a practice. And you get in and it's like, where is us? People are always going, where is us? What happened to us? We need our time. Let's go on dates. <laughs> but what we're missing is the intimacy. So that's why I say we need an intimacy practice. So where do you begin? You begin with connection. One of the biggest things I say is where do we start? So when you first show up for that football team, And it feels awkward and you're like, okay, where do we start? Where do we start? When you're showing up for that very first practice, what do they start with? A huddle. They start by building the team connection. Mm -hmm. So what I do when there's no intimacy, when there's no vibe, intimacy is the vibe and the space between you, is I say, let's put in a vibe intentionally. So I get my two people together, even if it's just one of them, because often it's one saying, how do I do this? And I'll say, practice making that huddle sound, which are those, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, those little mm-hmm sounds. And then I tell them to start making that sound around their partner, like to really look at your partner and be, begin to be aware, like see them. I'm looking at you, Kevin, and I see you. I'm taking your sweetness and I'm going, hmm, I'm feeling you in my heart. That little space will start to warm up the space in between us. And then you can, I can start to feel you. You can start to feel me. And then my goal is to get you to do it with me. So I often talk to that person who's sexless, start by making connections. Start everything you do in life with connection. So go up behind your partner that you want to have connection with. Hold them from behind and just say, hmm Mm-hmm. And then if you're bold, say their name, Kevin. Mm-hmm. And you would just be like, because that allows somebody to feel you. You're not trying to fill their head and go, hey, let's have sex. Ah! <laughs> you're making, you're starting with a connection, which is the connection you can feel. And that starts to fill that space. Once you have good vibes, mm, oh, hey, hey. Once you feel comfortable in those spaces, making emotional and physical connection from there, we build. <laughs> what, <laughs> what do you do if you, and you do that, and your your heart is all the way in it, and your partner doesn't get what you're trying to do, and it's like, what the hell are you doing that for? How do you handle that? Just giving you a moment of love. 
Can you feel me? So the biggest thing, the hardest thing about that is that you are trying to change it. And so you're letting them know. That's why I say taking that space away from them, really looking at them, appreciating them in your heart so that you're changing your feeling about them first. You were coming at them going, I know they're going to reject it. I know they're going to reject it. Then when they would do that, you would just, oh, see, I knew this wasn't going to work. But if you're looking at your partner and going, God, I love them. Look at that at. Look at that tush. See, I saved myself. <laughs> you know, it's funny. It's your internet hiccuped, like right in the middle of that word. So you're actually good. <laughs> oh, that's funny. See, God is on my side. <laughs> That's fun. So if you're literally looking, going, mm, 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 baby, and then you're going and holding them from behind, that's what they're going to feel. That's why I say awareness and then the action. Mm -hmm. And the accountability is to just let go of whatever the response is. They look and go, what are you doing? And you're going, loving you, taking God, you're cute. You know, whatever that, mm, baby, they're going to feel that. Then you're expressing that. And they're like, oh, you're being silly, aren't I? Isn't that nice? You're inviting them to be silly with you. So you're not taking it personally. You're helping to brush off whatever they're they're used to. I, I do this motion putting on a backpack because your partners get you get used to putting on that resentment backpack. Oh, what a beautiful day in Seattle. Oh, yeah, I'm mad at my partner. Oh, yeah, I'm in it alone. And that's what starts to happen when you're in a sexist relationship. The person, one person feels physically, I also call sex sharing sensual pleasure, because that's what we're forgetting to do is to share our pleasure. All we do is complain with each other and do chores, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. So that's why I, I think the biggest thing that's missing in any relationship is, is pleasure in any life. We need more pleasure in life. Uh-huh. Yeah. You see, it's like, it's like you... I can see my my when I was married. I can see my ex wife coming up to me and and from behind and going, mm hmm. Would you take out the garbage now, please? And you know that so that it ruins the mood entirely. <laughs> well, if it's regular practice that you have, then it isn't. And if she's doing it to get something out of you, what I would say is the phrase is, "Can you take the trash out?" For me, because a man needs purpose. Uh, so if you say for me, then he's not doing a chore. He's doing something for you. He feels like he's getting points. It sounds manipulative, but it isn't. It's communicating in a way that somebody can hear you. What do you do <clears throat> when you're in a, a loveless, not a love? Now, there's a difference between a loveless marriage and a sexless marriage. Is that true? Well, I think after some time along being a sexless marriage, it turns into a loveless marriage. Because that's what I say is if you're not practicing intimacy, intimacy is love. And if you're not practicing it, then it's not going to be there. Just like football. If you get on a football and you don't go show up for practice, your team is going to suck. You're not going to win. It's going to feel like you're in it alone. But even worse than being in it alone, you're stuck in it together. Can I bring the kids into this for just a sec? Sure. And and that is that if you are displaying a lack of affection towards your towards your spouse and there isn't nobody saying I love you, nobody saying I care for you. 
that translates into the kid's psyche because they they don't feel like there's love in their house. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And and absolutely. so if you feel like there's tension or if you feel like you're in a house of or if your parents love each other, mm-hmm. There's a lot of that 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 goes on and it affects the children. So, you know, for lack of a better in, in order to be intimate and say you love your spouse because it will it's better for the kids. Well, yes and no. Let me share my story, which I don't do very often. Oh, goody. I <laughs> I separated from my husband. Honestly, why I still loved him. And lots of women in my life used to go, well, if you love him so much, why did you split from him? And I said, I left before I hated him. We were in a sexless marriage. We both felt hopeless. I could see that resentment was only going to build. There wasn't, I couldn't find a professional like myself that would help us literally build skills, build moves, build learn to be comfortable. He had anxiety and health issues and rectal dysfunction. So I split from him before I hated him. And we have been divorced for 17, 18 years. And we are closer than many married couples I know. And I used to say that to my daughter after we split, she was six years old. And I used to say, you know, you're going to go to your friend's houses. And you're going to see that your parents get along better than theirs. We spend holidays together. I, I make sure I'm with him on Father's Day. <laughs> Matter of fact, tomorrow we're going away to celebrate his birthday. We're coming down to Washington. Oh, very nice. Where are you coming to? We're going to go down to um, uh, Bellingham. Oh, that's not very far. You need to go farther into Washington. Yeah, but, we'll do that another day. <laughs> that, is, that is great. That that mm-hmm. uh, even though uh, you're not technically married anymore, that you can and you can still have a really good relationship with 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 the person that you're no longer married to. I have helped a lot, many couples split. As a matter of fact, I have a Hollywood couple that I helped them divorce, and I'm very proud of the story because I'll never ever drop names. But people, I hear people go, "He's married. He just got married. I didn't know he he got a divorce from the other one because their divorce was so smooth." Because I helped them do it because I help people connect and then untie their heartstrings instead of cutting and hating and resenting. And it's untying. It's a beautiful process. Sometimes when I'm helping people connect, then untie, they actually go, oh, oh, this is what we wanted. We wanted a formula. We wanted a format for learning how and when to love each other. Because if you just keep going around and you're expecting to say, I love you, I love you, I love you, and to be present and in love with your partner 24 hours a day, that's a lot. I'm a busy woman. That's why I like my my pro in my program and my work. We set aside a pro- you have a schedule. So on Friday, on Wednesday nights. On Wednesday nights at 7 o'clock, we have an intimacy practice. And just like your football team, no matter what the heck you've got going on, you show up for your partner at 7 o'clock. And people say, well, what if we're in different cities? Well, then stop and take a five-minute phone call break because your partner comes first. 
You wouldn't be on that business trip if your partner weren't taking care of the other side of your life. This is your intimacy partner. You build your life together. So at seven o'clock, we stay and connect in whatever level. And I have all these different levels, whether you're just sharing a huddle, just looking at each other and making that sound and, hmm, and sharing what I call words of love, appreciation, the best part, something I'm curious about, something I'm looking forward to. I have a little formula and that way all of my little things are three or seven minutes long, three few minutes long. And you show up for practice twice a week out of the, once out of the bedroom, once in the bedroom and boom, da boom, you're back in the game. Boom, da boom. Well, you know, we got to take, you know, like a little break here in just a second, but they just wanted, I wanted to say that what I love about your work and I love about what you do is you talk in terms of, intimacy this isn't about parts this no. isn't about putting this part there and that hand there and do this it has a component to it i am sure but it's yeah. about the emotional attachment that you yeah. are creating yep and i let's let's take a break and then i'll tell you exactly how we do it oh very oh no. what a, what a, what a segue that was great i wish i had said that um you <laughs> we didn't take <laughs> We need to take a break, but you're listening to Positive Talk Radio on KKNW. And remember, at 3 o'clock this afternoon, we'll be on Kixie with another episode. Um, and she is a, a terrific coach that we're going to have on then. So uh, we're going to take a break, and Nathan's going to take us out, and we'll be back in about two and a half minutes. Don't you dare go away. Hello, everybody. If I could have your attention, please. I have an important announcement to make just for you. As you may know, PTR is heard and seen on radio, KKNW, and now Kixie, several websites, podcasts, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and most social media. At PTR, we believe in working together to make the world a better place. And because you're listening, we know that you're dedicated to the same. So we'd like to support your efforts by offering an outstanding multimedia package for you at a deeply discounted rate. As our partner, you'll receive commercial creation both video and audio, at least 10 commercial plays per week, a monthly show to highlight your business and passion, exclusive website positioning with links, video shorts for social media, commercial plays on all shows, podcasts, KKNW, and Kixie. Your commercial is embedded into each episode and as a podcast is sent to over 50 different platforms. All shows are performed live and sent to Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter and stay there forever. Your podcast episodes are provided to you to use as you see fit. This one-time offer is only $250 a week based on a 13-week commitment. And as our partner, we are vested in your success and will do everything in our power to make it happen. However, there are limited spots available, so don't hesitate. Please email me at kevin at kmmedia.pro and let's get the ball rolling. When you want to say more than words communicate, you can with flowers. Your custom boutique floral studio in Bothell, Washington is anaturaldesign.com, connecting you to nature through the language of flowers. Where your people are is where our flowers are beautiful. Your success is our goal. anaturaldesign.com at your fingertips today. Hey there, I would personally like to thank you for making Positive Talk Radio part of your day. 
Whether you like podcasts or the radio show, we're glad to have you along. I'd love to hear from you with thoughts about the show and ways that we can make it even better. You are the reason we do these shows, because the more people we can touch, the better we can make the planet and our time here just magnificent. Please contact me, Kevin, at kmmedia.pro with any thoughts, comments, or suggestions. And thank you for being in my dream. And welcome back to Positive Talk Radio. My name is Kevin McDonald, but you knew that already. And uh, Amy Color is with us. By the way, go to our website, which is amycolor.com, and it's C-O-L-O-R.com. And you can learn all about her and learn how to work with her and some of the tools and tips that she has uh, for you that you can um, uh, take for yourself. Now, we, we left, and that was... Just a few seconds ago, but I forgot what you were going to say. <laughs> I remember you were saying that you appreciated that I approached intimacy was not just about parts. Yes. Uh-huh. And I do too. <laughs> I, to me, I, I want to share that I, I call myself an, an intimacy coach because people are triggered by the word sex. And men are triggered by the word therapist, a therapist. And the word therapeutic means something completely different than a therapist means. So I really do think of myself as a coach because I help people with skills and moves and accountability. That's one of the big things too. knowing that there's somebody who's never going to shame you, who's there here to help you in your game, who understand that things happen. <laughs> You know, and it really, really here to support you and has your best at its heart. So and the big reason that it's not about the parts is, as I said, what I was looking for was somebody who could teach us how to be lovers together. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. And even when you're on the football, when you're learning to be on a football team, when you're learning to the Seahawks, when they have their practice, they don't just keep practicing the goal. They practice throwing the ball back and forth. They practice exploring the field so that they can get on the field and the coach doesn't say, go in there and win. He says, no, no. He says, go in there, make it a great game. Because that's how it is if you play well with your teammates. Can you throw the ball back and forth? Can you throw the ball while you're running? Can you throw the ball while you're catching? So what I teach couples to do not only is how to get along and be like teammates, but exploration happens outside of penetration. The biggest sex organ you have is six inches between your ears. <laughs> <laughs> very, very nice. I thought you were going to go. Anyway, I'm, I'm, you know, <laughs> when you talk about the Seahawks, and the, the one thing that I want to mention uh, that it goes hand in hand with what you're saying as far as uh, working together on a football team. They also have a philosophy within that building that they're going to help each individual become the best individual that they can be because that will form a much better connection with the team and they all work better together because you are in the coaches are in each player's corner and that goes down to the the cook staff and the nutritionists and the weight guys and all of those folks are working together to make each player and each player's got a plan each player to be the best player that they can be. And that's what you do in, in mm -hmm. your coaching practice. 
Exactly. That's exactly what I do because I see couples as that two sides, that offense and that defense. One one partner is usually more physical, physically oriented. The other is more emotionally oriented, which means one of you is a thrower. One of you is a catcher. One, when it comes to emotional, one of you is throwing. When it comes to physical, the other one is throwing. So you have to learn to be in it together. And I even make it simple. Things like you know, regular things like emotional intelligence. Like I deal with real athletes. They don't want to have to take a whole course on learning emotional intelligence. But when I say to them, you're on the field, you want to throw your ball, you want to throw the ball to Joe. So go, hey, Joe. And, and you're, you're about to throw the ball really hard. But Joe is giving you that signal for a light ball right in this spot. And you can read Joe's signal. That, my friend, is emotional intelligence. You know, as I've grown up, I've heard a lot of couples say this, and mm. I would love your your take on it, mm. which is, do you ever just cuddle? Oh, no, no, can't cuddle because I know what that's going to lead to. It always leads to more than what I'm necessarily interested in. All I want is to be in my lover's strong arms and feel protected and feel loved and cared for. And I don't necessarily want it to lead to anything else. Do you have that uh, come up in your practice from time to time? I do. I do. In my program, I have a live every Thursday. Ask Amy anything because you can. And I give real stuff. So women come to me all the time and say, I want non-sexual affection. And guys, I explained that to him. Let me tell you what that means, guy. <laughs> and so what I say to women, and what I say to women is, is that's great. Men want that too. Men want touch too. That is any man who tells you their love language is, is something other than touch is lying. <laughs> so what I say to women is, can you give him? non-sexual touch can you touch him outside of the bedroom can you put a hand on his thigh while he's driving can you you wish that he would hug and touch you can you can you just lean over and hold him while he's watching his football game does it have to be about you or at that time make sure that you're giving him non-sexual touch or as i call it foreplay <laughs> and I do, I call it foreplay out of the bedroom and foreplay in the bedroom. But the, the problem is, is that he doesn't know what that feels like because he never gets it. Oh, that's right. We're going to make him, we're going to make it all about him. So also, if they can't cuddle because it always turns into one or the other, what I say is that means that they're never going in with the plan in my in my program, what, what, I, what I do, what's amazing, why you get so good at it, is that we're going to make one game all about you. All about you. All about your pleasure. Without penetration. Exploring your whole body. Like, and go, well, how, how am I going to finish him if it's not penetration? Well, you remember back in the old days before porn? <laughs> no, I don't. As a matter of fact, I'm younger than that. No, I <laughs> And that's exactly it. I help people explore going back to the basics, learning how to 
really give and receive pleasure because once we both get on the same court together, it tends to turn into a competition. I was then I'm going to get her ball. Then we're going to hit that this person's uh, goal. Then we're going to get my goal. Forget it. We're going to make it all about your goal. And boy, when we focus on your goal, you're going to have the biggest goal you've ever heard in your life. <laughs> well, isn't, isn't it true that because our, our, our biggest, um, our biggest influence is our brain and that when we are preparing and for something that we know is going to be good in four hours or six hours or two days, um, then there's a, a, a heightened sense of anticipation. I wish I could sing. That would be much better. Anticipation. Absolutely. You start to look forward to it. Just like if you have your football game on Saturday, even on Thursday, you're thinking, Ooh, Okay, I've got that game. I better not eat that whole pizza or whatever football people do to prepare. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, for a you long time, it was, huh? Go ahead. For a long time, it was like NFL football should not be on Thursday night. That's just wrong. It's supposed to be. When I grew up, it was a Sunday activity that everybody you spent the entire week looking forward to that game. That game on Sunday and the anticipation of who's going to do what and how how we're going to come across and how we're going to win and how we're going to do what we want to do. It's it's it. it uh, I think it's deflating when it's like, well, we're going to play. We played on Sunday. Now we're going to play on Thursday and and stuff. So, but but at the same time, now that's interesting. That's interesting to me. Do you know why they did that? I have. I don't know why. Money. But the interesting thing that I feel like sharing is that there was a study done once about couples and how often they should have sex. And what they found was that couples who had sex twice a week, and I'd like to call it a, an intimate encounter, um, couples who had an intimate encounter twice a week were happier than couples who had an intimate encounter five times a week. Really? Odd, hey? Isn't that interesting that two times a week seemed to be the optimal, that you were just as happy two times a week as you were as three times a week. There was a certain point where it became to be, okay, that's too much. They didn't start to look forward to it. It becomes more of a pacifying, I can understand that. It becomes a pacifying habit. Oh, okay, it's bedtime. Let's do that thing we do. <laughs> Instead of building that anticipation like you were talking about. Hmm. Wow. That's, that's, that's really interesting that, that that would come across. The other question, another question that I have for you, and by the way, we've got about 15 minutes left in the show, and don't be shy. Uh, you can give us a call at uh, 425-373-5527. Um, Nathan will take your call. He's very gentle. He's, he'll, he'll, he'll give you a mental hug, and, you can, and then you can come and talk to Amy about whatever it is that you'd like to talk about. And then, but we've, we're running out of time, so you better hurry. Um, I'd like to talk. Oh yeah. The, uh, the highly addictive nature of sex. Yeah. So the highly addictive nature of sex, I'm going to talk about, about that when you're in a relationship, what happens to the addictive nature of sex is like, Oh my God, it's here all the time. So you get used to it being there all the time. It's like living with your heroin dealer. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. kidding. I wouldn't know. But, um, so what happens is to that addictive nature is then the chemistry starts to wear off and there really is a chemistry to it. And chemistry starts to rebuild itself when you have that anticipation. 
and when you have that growth together and when you have a coach in your corner like me who's literally saying okay and this week i want you to explore you know non-sexual touch by doing this hair pulling 101 this week explore kissing that helps you go ooh so those little things that you're in together and taking being vulnerable together that builds the chemical connection how do you help somebody or a couple they've been together for 10 years say um and um they are they are they are having sex on a regular basis but it's mm -hmm. like have you ever noticed that people eat food the same way when they put it on their plate they'll, mm -hmm. they'll, they'll put the food they'll put the vegetables on and the, and the potatoes and the meat and then they will eat it the same way they'll have some vegetables and then and then they'll have uh, maybe the mashed potatoes and then they'll have save the steak for last or whatever how do you break people out of the pattern of having a um a routine in in their sex life that causes it to be well okay here he's going to put this hand there and then she's going to put that and to, to break them free from that stereotype of always doing the same thing the same way which even if you like chocolate sundays if you have them every day you're going to get tired of them mm-hmm Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And you know that I know that routine is that three-step routine. He does that to her, then she does that to him, then they do that, and then done. That's most people's routine. And people go, "How did you know?" And it's like I I've been in your bedrooms. So what I talk about with <laughs> I talk about that it's I talk about uh, your sex life in terms of pizza, and that sometimes that's your comfort zone. And your comfort zone is okay. And then what happens is that when you get in a relationship, you love each other. One partner loves pepperoni pizza. Oh, you know him. And she loves pineapple pizza. But they love each other. So they get a mushroom pizza. And then it's years later and they're still eating mushroom pizza. So how do you break out of that is, is exactly this. You're going you're gonna to love this. We go to your pizza joint one week. That's why I break it up. So one encounter is all about you so that you get to order your pepperoni just the way you like it. And I am going to love watching you get your pepperoni pizza. And, ooh, you're going to get the way exactly the way you want it. You're, I'm going to give it to you. You want pepperoni with jalapenos? Okay. He'll have a large pepperoni with jalapenos. He's, he's going to love it. And I'm going to have peace because I'm watching you. I'm delivering your pizza. The next intimate encounter, next Saturday, we're looking forward to it because it's all about me. And I'm going to get my pineapple pizza. Half pepperoni, half Hawaiian. <laughs> <laughs> and that's okay too i call that about going to a restaurant sometimes you want to both have what you want at the same time and that's why we have um spontaneous games you can have a spontaneous game but for this practice just like your football practice we're practicing all about your game and if you we get through your pizza and we still want more pizza we're getting that papa murphy papa's perfect half pepperoni half a win <laughs> I love that, Nathan. Thank you. <laughs> so, so, so what do you do when mm -hmm. when you have couples and they come to you and you're talking about exactly what you're talking about, which is, you know, one night is her night, one night is his night. Do you, do you let them, do you talk to them 
fairly explicitly and are they receptive or is are one of them kind of like oh i don't want to talk about this i i i grew up catholic there's only one way to do it and that's it and i'm not going to do it any other you know you know what i mean do you do, yeah do, are people receptive well, yes because especially that catholic person what i talk to them about is usually what they've learned is that it's not about their pleasure it's about him he wants it and i give it to him and I like, honey, you got you joined a team because you want to be part of the team. If you're only joining the team for his sake, then he's going to feel like you're in it alone. And why did you get on a team? So there has to be a point where it starts to be about that person who has to start owning their pleasure, that they are get to go to the pizza joint. And so for that person, I'll share what what I uh one of, one of my couples where when it was her night and she's like, I don't know what I want. And she said, you know what I want? I have a beautiful bathtub in my home. I've never taken a bath with my husband. I want to take a bath. I want to have a glass of white wine and bath with my husband. I said, that's what you want for your intimate encounter. That's what you're going to do. So this husband looks at me and he's like, do I have to? And I, <laughs> <laughs> and I said, yes, you are as a partner, as a field, as a football player, you're going to her field. You're learning what game she wants to play. You've gotten, an, this is what she's going to enjoy. Enjoy what she wants to enjoy and you'll get a whole lot more pizza. And so he did. And and my favorite part was that by the second time, the second time that it was her turn, he said, okay, I've got your night. I know what I want to do for your night. And she was like, she, she called me. She's going, is that allowed? Is he allowed to pick my night? I'm like, heck, that's the best. He's going, ah, now I know what you like and I'm totally into it. He bought like how twisty things for their heads and he's bald. Mm -hmm. He got face masks. He got totally into it. And because he totally enjoyed her experience, it made it better for her. And when they got out, they made mad, passionate love, which was not something she expected and which was not something she did on the first time it was her night. But she just felt appreciated. Like he was enjoying giving her what she wanted instead of going, okay, can we have sex yet? Can we have sex yet? Mm -hmm. yeah yeah there are some of us that are a little bit like that but they we you know i think that your your method is really true that that taking care of each other and not looking out after my satisfaction i need to looking out at as a as a as an exchange of energy and exchange of love doesn't it when you get break those barriers down doesn't it change really the nature of your relationship inside and outside of the bedroom? Absolutely. I work with those huddle sounds. Mm, mm, oh. So what I say is that when you get an authentic sound of satisfaction from your partner, it is so incredibly satisfying that you're like, ooh, I'm going to give them pleasure all the time. Oh, yeah. I'm the one who did that to you, baby. I'm the one who made you moan like that. And I didn't even have to use my equipment. Wait till I get my equipment in there. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. And when you are the one going to that weird pizza joint with your partner, when you are the one delivering that weirdness, 
really want anchovies on that pineapple. That's sick and disgusting, but I still love you. <laughs> and I'm going to give you that anchovy and you're going to love it, baby. That's what you're growing to in your relationship. And it is, it can be really hard to get there. I mean, I, I work with, I work with football players, CLC, huh? Be precise. <laughs> And they'll go, okay, I need some, how to be creative. What do I do? And I'm like, you know, grab, make some sound, drag a scarf over her body, grab your, take off her clothes, be creative, be sensual, explore pleasure, keep your underwear on. That's how you explore. The longer you literally keep the penetration out of it, the more exploration you're going to have. It's crazy, but it's true. Mm-hmm. Women are not, at least in my experience, so you tell me, since you're a lot more experienced than I am, but I, I think women are more interested in the uh, emotional aspects of, of lovemaking rather than what, you know, the, the, the go for it and be done with it and stuff that women, women like it different. But, but then I've, I've come to find out that that's also not true. That's also not true. Here's the thing. I, I have. Uh, I, I tell the story because I have a client who was a porn performer, and I trained him. I gave him the skills and the tools to go perform in, in porn, so that he could literally show up and finish on cue. And he found another performer, and they fell in love, and they got in a relationship, and then they came to me going, "What the heck? What's what's missing?" And I'm going, "Oh, right." Welcome to have a relationship. A relationship is about pleasure. A relationship actually has life happen. You have kids, you have pressure, you have moods. So people are trying to keep their moods out of the bedroom. That's why it actually starts out of the bedroom. How do we feel about each other everywhere? What's that connection like? Uh-huh, which is why some and it's vulnerable. And sometimes it's easier to be vulnerable, excuse me, with a stranger than it is with our own partner even to share our emotions. So that emotional component is called trust. That's what what women need is trust. I need to trust that you are here with me, that you can handle my emotional highs. If you can't handle my big emotions as a woman or a man, if you can't handle your man's anger in the living, in the bedroom, in the living room, you're not going to be able to handle it. He's not going to be able to take you in the bedroom. Uh Uh-huh to handle my explosive energy in, in my life, then you're not going to be able to hold me down in the bedroom either, honey. Mm-hmm. Oh, and by the way, I just wanted to say we're 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 fresh out of time. Uh, oh. I could I could do this. This <laughs> hour's gone by so fast. I could do this all the time. And uh, oh, Amy Amy Color AmyColor.com is where you go. Uh, she's she's a beautiful woman. She is working very hard on your behalf. And she is very talented at what she does. I we've got about a minute left. Would you like to add anything before we go? I just want to say thank you for having me. I love sharing intimacy with the world. I want everybody to feel loved at home so that we feel more love in the world. And that I offer an intimacy game plan and a free call because my approach is so unique and I'm happy to help people. So reach out for a free call with Amy Keller. Happy to be here. Thank you. AmyColor.com is where you go. And I'm one of the reasons, Amy, that first of all, I like you personally. Secondly, I like you professionally. 
You are very gifted at what you do. And it's all about intimacy. It's about taking care of one another. And mm-hmm. if we could do more of that worldwide, if 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 you could teach people how to go into their bedroom and not come out for three days, we have a lot less war and, and a lot less problems. And we can love each other and take care of each other. And uh, Amy Culler has been my guest, and I really thank you. And you're going to be back. Uh, we're going to put together a regular schedule, I think, for you. So, uh, so that. Those of you that are a little frightened can call in at one point or another, or you can just drop us a line and we'll read the question on the air. Um, I'd like to thank everybody for being here. We will be back at three o'clock on Kixie. And by the way, take care of one another because um, each other's all we've got. We'll see you at three.